0: Hi friends, uh, before I get going, I want to do something a little off this week, uh, or this episode, I should say. Um, and before I get into any hijinks, shenanigans, nerd news, whatever, uh, m- my family, uh, was hit with a, a bit of, uh, not a bit of a loss, a pretty big loss this week. And, uh, so I, I would like to say that this week's edition of the, or this week, I keep saying this week, like I've declared this a weekly thing. It's it's like a every few daily thing right now. Uh, I guess I'm deflecting or I'm avoiding the topic a little bit. But uh, this week's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess the fact that I can laugh at myself makes it a little bit easier to, do this this episode of the Matt signal episode three recorded well i'm starting recording at 2:48 a.m on sunday february 16th 2020 is brought to you in part and a big part by big aunt nancy um um uh, my great aunt Nancy passed away um the other day. I've I've processed it a little bit on my own. I can't say that we were super close as I was an adult. There was a lot of years I was moved away from the bigger part of my family, but she did have a big impact on me as a child. Um one of the funniest stories I can remember, and I don't know if I can tell it in a way that's super funny, but it's funny when I remember it. It's funny when my mom roasts me with it. And this would come up every time I saw her uh, back in the day when I was in T-Ball. Um, <laughs> I guess the my recollection of the story is that, like, I was in the dugout. Our team was up to bat. Uh, apparently, we got all of our outs you know, three outs or five outs or whatever it is in T-Ball. Who knows? I can't remember. Uh, I don't go to watch T-Ball games very often. Ever. Um, Point being, um, I didn't get to go up to bat and I got pissed about it. <laughs> and I can remember that I had like a sweet Leonardo mitt uh, from the Ninja Turtles. But I just sat down on the third baseline and refused to go play in the outfield because I, I played in the outfield, obviously. If you know what I look like, that's not a surprise. But um, my cousin had to come and pull me off of the field, and I threw a fit. I went kicking and screaming, and I just remember, like, my mom tells the story better, but she put the fear of God in me and, uh, I was refusing to get out of the car and she just had this, uh, you know, the, all moms sort of have that final gear. She was obviously a mother and she's my aunt. She's a grandmother, great grandmother. She's really cool, really cool woman. But, uh, I just remember apparently she lit my ass up that day, but, I guess what I took away from it was an important lesson in uh, you don't always get what you want, (laughs) you know, life's not fair. The way, you know, the way the game's designed, you don't always get to bat every inning, you know, and the way that life is, you don't always hit a home run. And I think that that, humility at an early age was an important thing for me I think I've maintained it pretty well (laughs) Uh, but uh, my entire extended family is a little bummed out this week and uh, I'm not the right person to give a eulogy but I she did have an impact on me Um, she never it was always you know a fun thing we'd reminisce about when I did see her And she'd laugh at me, and I deserved it. (laughs) Uh, But she was always sweet to me, and I think that she would most likely be supportive of me chasing my dreams while also questioning some of the decisions I made along the way. And if I had to guess, she'd probably wish I was a little bit more respectful. So I think I'm going to try to work on that. But uh, with all that being said uh we'll give it a second and then uh let's we'll get into our normal we don't even have a normal thing yet. This is a new thing that I haven't figured out. But uh Big Aunt Nancy. That was that was out of left field. Hey everybody. Here's your reminder. If there's people in your life you care about and you haven't spoken to them recently, Maybe you should fucking do that. Let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, assorted non-binary prefix sporting people, live from the shitty trailer park in Bloomington, Indiana, this is the podcast that exists for no discernible reason whatsoever, The Matt Signal. Now, your host, Matt Jablonski! that doesn't know what it wants for lunch, but will never turn down a $25 lap dance from a little person. The Matt signal. I am your host, Matt Jablonski back with you again for another fun filled expedition into what I think is interesting in the world. And, uh, you know, we had a bit of an intro and, uh, now we're going to move on, uh, to hopefully happier and jokier things. Uh, let's just kick it off with some nerd news. Uh, the fucking, I'm not going to bury the lead. This is right here up front on front street. The biggest shit I saw all week. Are you ready for this kids? Kids of the nineties, kids of the nineties. Rick Moranis is coming out of retirement. He signed on to be in a sequel to honey. I shrunk the kids with Disney um, it's unclear. I think it sounds like they're going for a theatrical release, but I could be wrong. Uh, but the latest insulation into the series, honey, I shrunk the terms of our mortgage agreement. Um, God only knows how much money Disney threw at him for this. Um, they didn't get him in ghostbusters, but Disney pulled out that, big Disney money. I was going to make a phallic comment, but why that's unnecessary. Um, Disney rolled out the Brinks truck. Uh, so Rick Moranis is getting back into acting. Uh, if I were them, <laughs> if I were them being ghostbusters, uh, the crew, I would shoot some, I would try to talk them into shooting some green screen footage or something and just slide that into the movie. Cause I mean, why not? You know, they, they've done, I mean, Kevin Smith was adding to his last movie all the way up to like a week before he took it out. So, you know, screw it, pay him money, get him in the movie. Um, I actually don't if it subverts the plot in any way, but Hey, that was fun. I thought, uh, anybody I know that is either a fan of those movies, which I doubt, I know that many people who are just diehard, uh, (laughs) honey, I shrunk the kids fans, but like he's Rick Moranis and nobody hates that guy. So it's pretty cool that he's going to be back in some movies. He's going to get some paydays, make that cheddar. Rick Moranis getting another come up. Dude was a single father, quit acting to raise his kids, gave up the glitz and glamor. I'm sure he had plenty of money. And I wouldn't be surprised if to this day he's getting some kind of residuals for something. I mean, but what the hell, man? Bring him on back. I mean, he just seems like such an affable dude. He's just that little nerdy guy, but like everyone liked him, even though he picked on him a little bit. He was like our nerd. And if anybody outside our group picked on him, we had. I don't know. Jump them like a bunch of white boys or something. <laughs> oh God. But in a stunning case of shit in one hand, what the fuck in the other, Disney has also decided to green light an Aladdin sequel. Uh, and by an Aladdin sequel, I mean a sequel to that live action Aladdin movie they came out with. But, It's not going to be a remake of return of Jafar. I, that's probably not a bad thing. I don't know from, I I haven't been nuts about like trying to see these movies. If I'm fully honest, so it's not like I can sit and criticize it or I don't even know if it's fair for me to criticize it so much as like, give my thoughts on it. My opinions. Um, I'm not, skilled or adept at being a movie critic which is why I think it's kind of funny to give like movie reviews because my review is really from a fan perspective like just someone who wants to go have a bit of an escape and enjoy a movie I'm not looking to break it down too much there are definitely times when things come up that take me right out of the experience but I'm not going to be I, I think my opinion is as valid as any, but it's not fair to like call it a criticism. I can't, I, I can sort of edit video a little bit in 2004 iMovie. So I think, you know, I don't think that qualifies me as a filmmaker per se. <laughs> Look at the end of the day. If Disney is gung ho on all these live action um, re reimagining re reinterpretations of their earlier works, more power to them. I just I had a difficult time jumping on. Like, it, part of me wants to watch the Aladdin movie, and the other part of me is Uh, loves Robin Williams a lot and doesn't have the same love for Will Smith. So even if his performance is good, it's going to be difficult for me not to compare it to the Genie. Um, We know that Disney plans on doing many more of these live-action reboots. I say go nuts. Like, it's your why not? You know, these movies are now getting to be 2030. Some of them are way old, but even the ones that came out when I was a kid now are getting to be 20 and 30 years old. Almost. There's a whole generation of people who haven't experienced those things and they've grown up on a different type of, of, uh, of entertainment than we did. It, really, there's no real comparison to what we grew up on as opposed to the uh, let's say original content that is put out uh currently so i i don't know i just go nuts i mean expose people to this if nothing else i'm sure it will motivate more people through discussion to check out the older ones as well which i bet they're hoping for i mean they want to move those disney plus subscriptions and I would recommend it in a heartbeat. Obviously, I I don't have a sponsorship from Disney, and I never will. I don't even have fifty listeners yet, but what I do have is enough understanding of how business works that they're really hoping that each time they release one of these new versions, it also generates a little back back end sales on the old ones. And I, hey, you know that's not a bad strategy at all. And as long as people are talking about it, that means people are going to spend money on it. It may not always get the amount of people you hope for. Not everything is going to be a blockbuster, but they can afford to swing for the fences like that, so why not? If I had control of those intellectual properties, you can rest assured I would use them. Now, I don't know about you folks, but I could use a little good news. Here's one I found, science to the rescue. Researchers predict the sun will destroy the asteroid belt in 6 billion years. (laughs) So, apparently, the estimate on when the sun will become a white dwarf and annihilate life on this planet is about 6 billion years and then it's going to cook the shit out of humanity, whether we've been taken or not. So I just thought I'd share that great, great piece of uplifting news that I found while looking through IGN for nerd stuff. In money grab news that is sure to get my fellow Batman fanboys' utility belts in a bunch, DC Comics has announced that the creators of Batman: The Animated Series are going to release a new comic book series, uh, a new comic book mini-series tie-in um, to the uh, the old Batman: The Animated Series from the nineteen nineties. Uh, which I believe to be a turning point in comic book storytelling. They managed to blend the dark tones of Batman from the late 80s and early 90s with a family-friendly approach. It, I, I think that it's the kind of show that different multiple generations of people can watch, and it's not over the top violent it's as violent as it needs to be to tell the story excuse me but it's not insane so you can totally watch it with a kid i watched most of the series with my nephew uh he loved it and i think this is great and i hope it leads to a a possible maybe another movie for the series or even a let's return to tv like it's been a long time since there's been a TV Batman and the way they're doing things, there's a movie flash and a TV flash and I don't see why not, you know, but it'll depend on how well the comics sell, sell. I mean, they, they flat out say in the article, which is featured on GeekTyrant.com, that this, uh, this was definitely so that they could introduce new characters for their toy line. But they've got um, the original producers from the show, um, specifically Paul Dini, who was great at telling these stories. So, hey, man, uh, shut up and take my money. In related news, uh, also involving our caped and cowled friend, The Batman... Uh, director Matt Reeves who scheduled while he's actually currently shooting the Batman uh, released test footage of Robert Pattinson's suit and it's in a red light there have been colorized versions you really only clearly see his cape and cowl in the red light it kind of looks like a shot of daredevil which has been a meme Uh, but it looks kind of neat the chest piece Looks almost like a handgun that has been broken and and embedded into the suit to form the bat insignia uh, I mean that that's a pretty good indication that this is gonna be dark because that's the murder weapon of his parents. Um the only thing I could think of would be somehow like putting Martha's pearls into the suit that would make it even more obvious that they're going to go into the dark side of batman here and i have seen a bit of an interesting a few handful several people saying that they really want a fun batman i don't know how do you do that now i feel like the the bat is out of the cage at this point they've sort of backed themselves into a corner, constantly trying to outdark the last one. Um, I mean, Michael Keaton was maybe a a lighter tone. George Clooney was certainly a lighter tone. Too light. Um, I would say I'm fine with a fun Batman, but they really need to uh, stay away from confusing fun with camp and here's a left turn out of nowhere because it's been four days since I last recorded on this episode of the podcast uh, coming out of the rumor mill now they have uh, they have that what a random generic use of pronouns that points to nobody specifically many of the different nerd news uh, comic book news etc sites. Uh, that report on pop culture, are stirring up the rumors that the villain for the next Captain Marvel movie might be Rogue. Uh, There are theories that uh, a handful of different movies have the potential to set up mutants in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Not just the upcoming movies, but also um, the WandaVision show on Disney+. Plus. Either way, if they introduce the mutants, having Rogue be the villain for Captain Marvel is really smart. Um, In the comics, I believe she had the ability to absorb other people's powers. That was her mutant ability. But then she held on to Captain Marvel for so long that it actually gave her Captain Marvel's powers permanently. That's why she was able to fly and shoot beams and shit. So, that's pretty cool. I mean, uh, I think that that would be an authentic way to get that character up and going and it would really help, uh, plant the seeds of the X-Men being felt outside of their own franchise. Um, the X-Men cross over with everybody. Like I, there's a story for every Marvel character out there. Uh, because the X-Men covers a lot of territory and a lot of different characters itself. So I am excited for the Marvel Cinematic Universe X-Men. Um, the Fox X-Men movies I enjoyed, I think, more than a lot of hardcore fans did. Uh, I like the story. I, I think I could have done without the bad Deadpool and the, what was it, the X-Men Origins Wolverine movie. Who the fuck sews Deadpool's mouth shut? That's his moneymaker right there. Anyway, uh, this is cool news if it's news. Right now it's just a rumor. Uh, But it's something to look forward to, and I shall do just that. And then to close it out, um, I think, I'm going to get away from the news aspect of this and get into what I think might be something we should start talking about. And I think it, how do I want to approach this? Because it's just, uh, this is really just an opinion on, on what I see developing in our, uh, collective consciousness and not just in America, but worldwide. I think there's, there's been this deterioration of toughness, and I'm not talking about the kind of toughness where you go around trying to pick fights with people because you didn't get hugged enough. I'm talking about grit. And I'm, uh, I'll am i be the first to admit when I start talk- talking on this, to a degree I'm a hypocrite here, and I, I want to acknowledge that and say that like I'm trying really hard to improve on some of these things myself. So th- this is self-reflection just as much as it's expression. And I, I want to get that out of the way because I'm not trying to condemn anybody. I think overall on the topic where people were coming from, it was a good place. But I think that there is a general bitch assness in people. Uh, anymore that drives me insane because it goes well beyond my bitch assitude. Like I, I have a very bad weakness for things that give me instant gratification, food, cigarettes, weed, sex, money, all of those things. Like I really like those things some more than others. And, um, Some of them, I desperately want to give up, but have a heart. I struggle with it daily. So I have a compulsive personality with a little bit of probably addiction. Not probably. I mean, my family, addiction runs deep. But the point is that I think we fucked up when we started giving out participation trophies, and when we started coddling people's negative feelings, trying to make them feel better right away, as opposed to letting them take a lesson from their negative experience, and then try to do better next time. I think that it's natural in life, when we fail, it it gives us a bad feeling. But I don't think that that bad feeling is a bad thing. That bad feeling, isn't that an alarm to tell us to look within and see if we're doing the right thing? Isn't that supposed to trigger some kind of self-reflection where you try to figure out, Hey, is this for me? That I guess that'd be the first thing, you know. Is this even for me? and if you feel like it is then you have to go back to the drawing board and come up with a game plan and try again right but it might not be for you and then you just finish out your commitment and then move on i think that we've really made an effort to try to make everybody feel included in everything and i don't I'm I'm sorry. I, I understand on some levels where inclusion is important, but we don't have to put fat, slow people on athletic teams just to make them feel good. Like you're not good enough for the team to win. I am a fat, slow people. And I look, man, I loved in high school. I, I enjoyed sports. It gave me a club to belong to a place to go, activities to participate in every day, a way to get out aggression. I enjoyed practice. Like not so much the two a days at the beginning of football season, those kind of blow. But even then, like once you get through that, even if you're fat, you get through those two a days, man, and you're in the best shape you've ever been. And it's two weeks, just two weeks of like four hour, six hour football practices. Like, you get a break for lunch sometimes if you're lucky. Other times it would be like it would start in the morning and it would end around lunchtime. And I also, after doing all of that practicing, didn't always get to play. And I understood why. It just, there were better people available in the positions I was decent at. I wasn't bad at football. I was a decent lineman. I wasn't super explosive from the three or four point stance. Like we'll be honest, like I'm a top heavy dude. Most of my weight hovers in my belly. So like going from like down on all fours to straight up and hitting somebody wasn't my strong suit. We figured that out. We made adjustments. I would I would throw people off because I'd be on the line as a tackler guard in a two point stance. And the people across from me didn't know what to think about that because it's just not normal. But that was the thing. We found a workaround for it. And even still, I didn't get to play that much. But I still liked practice, so I still kept going. And I eventually got to the point where I just stopped suiting up for varsity games. I mean, it wasn't... It was like one of those deals where it's like, it's not required, but if you don't do it, we're going to be mad at you. But it was whatever. Like I, I have enough, like, I don't care what people think in me that like, if you push me to a certain point, I'll just do whatever I want to do. And you're not going to waste my Friday nights making me suit up and stand on the sideline to not play in a position that we're four people deep in. I could be out getting stoned with my buddies or trying to t- <laughs> trying to talk a girl into dating me because I that's what I did through most of high school. <laughs> that's what I've done through most of my life. Um regardless of that, um I think that had they made concessions for me, A team, we we were a small town, a very small town. And we didn't have that many people. So it's not like our football team could necessarily, like we couldn't just stack it with like the best athletes in the country. Like we didn't have that kind of deal. We were just a football team. And most of us understood that nobody was recruiting from our group. Like, and you had to be a pretty standout, amazing player for it to mean much. And most of us got that. I'd say by, was I think I dropped out. Of, I didn't drop out. I finished up because I committed freshman and sophomore year, I think. And I, I in addition to that, I also went out for uh, baseball I went out for wrestling. I tried powerlifting, not real I I I understand that resistance training is good, but I'm not good at it. Uh I've hurt myself with weights more times than I can count. And it's not because I don't know the form. It's just I I don't know. Maybe I I've always been like kind of stupid strong on my own. And that's less so now than probably ever because I'm pretty banged up, but, uh, I was always just naturally strong. So I probably just overdid it with the weight I was already carrying around on top of the weight I was trying to lift, trying to keep up with guys who had been doing it longer than me and show off. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I was in athletics. I, I, but I understood, like, I understood that I wasn't the ideal person. I understood that the team wanted to win whether or not we accomplished that overall. Like, I mean, that, that is what it is, but the team wanted to win. So they're going to play the best available people. It's the same thing when you're in gym class as a kid. And I, 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 posted a thing to facebook about this earlier but but i i really do believe it and yes some of us got picked last in gym class and yes if you over internalize that it does feel bad like i i'm not gonna deny that but at the same time you just have to look at the truth and accept it I'm not as good as these guys. And the one place where I really was like gung ho, I wanted to play was dodgeball. I loved that shit as a kid. And of course, kids aren't allowed to do that, play that game anymore, which is another matter entirely. But I loved it. When it was either, I mean, we had a little dodgeball crew at lunch at a certain point, or at recess, I guess. But. When it was dodgeball day in gym class, that was my shit. But it's not like I was like great at it, especially not right off the bat. But what I realized was that I can catch. And if you catch the ball, the person throwing it is out. Then you also are holding on to a weapon to deflect other balls, and you can pass it off to someone else. So I would just catch people out, pass the ball off, and my team would do pretty well. And they realized pretty quickly that, hey, maybe not the best guy for kickball because he can't run the bases for shit. But in dodgeball, this dude's pretty helpful. So when we played dodgeball, I went from being picked last to being one of the first few people. And and the point is, is that instead of bitching and moaning and complaining that I didn't get picked first, I figured out what I was good at I demonstrated it, and I was able to advance to where I wanted to be. And instead of taking that failure as I should just give up or never do this again, or I hate everybody involved, or they need to tie everyone's shoelaces together so that the playing field is even, I figured out what I was good at, and I was able to get myself in position to do that. And this isn't speaking to every issue in the world. There life is far more nuanced than this, and I understand that. But as far as kids go, I think it's okay to get picked last. It's even okay to feel bad about it. What's not okay is to then take that, completely internalize it, And develop your self-worth from one failure. And I think as adults, where a lot of us are failing with kids, is teaching them how to fail. There's a grace in losing but learning. There is something to be said for finding out that, hey, okay, you really like baseball. But you really suck at baseball. But we have other things that need doing around baseball. Can you keep records? Are you good at math? Can you, I don't know, can you keep track of the uh, lineups and uh, work? There's uh, some, a lot of baseball fields have like a little microphone and PA where you can announce the players coming up to bat, you know, outs and the strike count, all that stuff. maybe you could be an umpire maybe you could even be a coach there's a lot of people who can't play for shit but they understand the game on a level where they can help it's sort of like a good general doesn't necessarily have to be able to be on the front line he has to be able to strategize in a way that minimizes the casualties on his side while also winning the battle sports for better or for worse are microcosms of war so there are places in the sporting world for people who are brainy but it may not be the starting lineup and that's okay like you're not always going to get the position you want you're not always going to atri- achieve your first dream but what you can do is look take your failure as a lesson figure out what there is to learn from that and then develop yourself further. And I just don't think that patting someone on the back and giving them a trophy because their parents had enough time to drive them down to practice and games is a great idea. If you win, you get a trophy. If you don't, you get a lesson. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So anyway, I don't remember what all I recorded at the top of this show. (laughs) It's been a bit of a week. Um, like I said at the at the front of the show, I talked about my great-aunt Nancy. I, I remember not really having my thoughts together in a great way. So I'm going to take this opportunity to just say a little bit. I think that'll be a little more cohesive than the beginning, and we'll get out of here. So uh, Aunt Nancy uh, was a pretty awesome woman. Um, she... Uh, oh man she was a a wife a friend a mother a grandmother a great grandmother an aunt a great aunt she was my great aunt and she was around when I was a child and I remember her well and I just I really do wish that I had taken the opportunity as an adult when I moved back to this area to spend some time with her I've only seen her a couple of times in the nine years that I've been back here and I will forever regret that um, from the people who turned out you could just tell that most of the people who ever met her loved her I and there's just nothing really bad to say about her I, I just I hope that, um, my, we'll call them my distant family, I don't know them all that well, but I know that they were, they were much closer with her than I was, and I know that it's been a struggle to accept what's happened, and to all of, uh, everyone whose life she's touched, uh, my thoughts are with you, I hope you're doing alright, and, um, I understand, like, I, may not have been as close but she did touch my life and she was a great lady so this episode hopefully hopefully is not terrible but uh this episode uh i'm gonna dedicate to my big aunt nancy and then uh hopefully we'll be back in the next couple days i'll be a little more combobulated and uh we'll continue to develop this little project i'm doing and see what comes of it until then If there's anybody you haven't spoken to in a while that you care about, now is just as good a time as any to let them know they're in your thoughts and you care about them and you hope they're doing well. Peace out, bitch.